Ezekiel chapter number 37, if the Lord will help me, if you would stand for the reading of the word. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin and put breath in you. You shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. As I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking him. The bones came together, bone to his bone. When I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon the, up upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Can you shout Amen. Then this next part is where I really want to talk to you from the day. Then he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. God speaking to Ezekiel says, behold, they say our hope, our bones are dry. And they say our hope is lost and we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, this is what I say, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into a land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, brought you up and out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you. Ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Verse number 11 says, Then saith he unto me, Behold, they say our bones are dry and they say our hope is lost. We cut off from our parts. But I say unto you, O my people, I will open your graves. I'm gonna cause you to come up out. I'm gonna bring you into your own land. I'm gonna make you an exceeding great and mighty army. You shall know it when I, cause I have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Father God of heaven, in the name of Jesus, I ask for mercy and grace upon today, Lord, that you would anoint us to preach to this precious group of people that's gathered here on this morning service. Lord, uh, those that are faithful desire and those that are here this morning are here because they're hungry for something from you. Lord, they're desiring something from you and I ask you to grant that to them today. Lord, not to be let down, but God, that I would give everything that I've got to them today through your word that you would anoint us. God, to preach that that you've laid on my heart. Lord, for this precious people. Oh, Lord, never in my life have I wanted, Lord, to feel for the people that you've laced in my hand. Every service. Oh, God, to preach to them what you've laid on my heart. Jesus' lovely name we pray. All the church shouted amen. Hallelujah. We begin to look into the word of God today and find this familiar scripture that we've uh, so familiarized ourselves with that we preach from. It's a, a camp meeting, uh, a text of revival type preaching from this, how that God brought. Amen. I remember one of the first meetings I was in as a 14-year-old boy, fast convention. Brother Lynn Head from uh, Jersey, Georgia, was from Brother George's Jersey, Georgia, preached on blow, wind, blow. I'll never forget that message all my life. 
why. One of the first camp meeting messages I'd heard was from Ezekiel chapter number 37. Well, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in an open valley. We know it was a vision. We know it wasn't something that took place physically, but it means so much to us spirits as we begin to look at it. God wants to reveal to Ezekiel the condition of his people, the way they feel. As Brother Clinton has often said, you go, until God can let a man feel what he feels, he cannot preach what God wants him to preach. And so Ezekiel had to experience the condition of Israel, the way they felt, the, 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 the mindset that they were in. And so when God set him down in this open valley, he said, I want you to know because of this uh, captivity that they had been in, and the bondage they had been in, that they had been scattered near and far. The promises of God had seemed to be diminished in their life. Where was God? What was God doing in there? This seemed like God was a million miles away. They have now scattered from one end to the other. Uh, they, they, their bones, and they, God begins to reveal his heart to them, their heart to them. I want you to let them know, Ezekiel, this is exactly how they feel. How hopeless of a situation was Ezekiel put in to know that the bones, this valley, you want me to go preach to the bones? Brother Collins preached on the bones one time and said, can you imagine being a pastor called to the valley of dry bones to preach to them? And as you stand in that valley, every Sunday morning they cry, there is no hope. Amen, there is no hope for my life. There is no hope for my condition. I'm always going to have to live exactly where I'm at. There's nothing any better than I've already obtained. I'm never, see, the, we begin to look into the words of wish and desire. Wish and desire are totally different words than hope. Hope means, amen, a wish means I desire it, I want it, I'm looking to it. I would sure like to have it. I wish for it. I wish I had this. I wish I had the power of God in my life. I wish I had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I wish I could get over this. I hear that often as a pastor and even as an evangelist. People walk up to me out of the power of God is moved and the glory of God's come down. And people I would think, man alive, if you've ever had an opportunity to get blessed, it was tonight. If you ever had the opportunity to get over that thing, it would have been tonight. If you ever had the opportunity to come out of that valley, it would have been tonight. If you ever had the opportunity, amen, God was moving. I felt the power of God moving on your life. But yet they'd say, oh, I wish I could come out of this. Oh, I wish, Brother Greg, I could just break this thing in my life. So wishing is wanting it with all, maybe part of you, 90% of you. Desire is craving it. You do want it. Amen. You, 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 you see it and you desire it. Amen. I want victory. I want the move of God. I want a breakthrough in my life. Amen. But hope is a total different word in wishing and desiring. Amen. But hope says I want it, but not only do I want it, but I believe I can have it before I leave here today. Hope can picture myself obtaining what I am hoping for. Amen. I'm experiencing it. And God begin to deal with my heart as we begin to look into the word of God that one of the secret weapons are not a secret weapon of the enemy but one of the weapons of the enemy that works with God's people is when they lose the sense of hope. Amen. Now wish and desire. Amen. Can be there but not possess what you desire from God. But if he ever can convince you there is no hope in that area of your life that it's never going to get any better. Amen. Young folks that have dealt with the cross. Amen. My preaching and my youth camps that have done over the years. Amen. If they ever can convince them that's only for those. Those super spiritual people. It's never for them. And as long as they're convinced of a mentality that there is no hope in their life, then they do nothing to obtain that. They cannot see past where they are. And I believe with all of my heart that God is telling Ezekiel, I want you to see exactly where my people are. They have given in to the world. They've given in to the circumstance. They've given in 
into their captivity. It's not only they, not only are they in captivity, but captivity's got in their mind. It's got in their spirit. It's got in their soul. And now, not only are they in the valley, but the valley's in them. Not only now are they in the prison, but the prison's in them. Amen. And they never seem to get over it. Yes, some things happened that offended them, but if that thing ever moves on the inside of you and sets up on the inside of you and bitterness gets a hold of your heart or grudge or envy or jealousy ever gets a hold, you become a prisoner to bitterness, a prisoner to jealousy, a prisoner amen, to pity, then you never see yourself beyond where you are. Oh, but hope says I'm telling you, I know where I'm at today, but Brother Hyde may preach tonight and bring me out of it through the anointing of God Almighty. I not only wish for it, I not only desire it, but I know God. That song they sing, the five verse sing, if I know God, he's gonna find a way to help me. If I know God, he's going to bring me out. Amen. I said amen. I may not understand where I'm at. I might have been here for the past weeks, months, or years. That old song I sing, and if I had I got here in time, I'd have sung it today. There's power in prayer. If you believe, he's standing right there. Amen. If you just call on it. Amen. He can take, and what part of that song that got a hold of me here while back was his, he can take an old heartache and turn it around. An old heartache. I said to myself in the middle of that song singing it one night, what do you mean, songwriter? An old heartache. Not just this new thing you've been, not just this new valley you've been, but that one that you walked through several years ago that you never got over. That thing in your life that happened that you never conquered, that you never got victory over. That songwriter said there's power in prayer that God wants to reach back in your closet and pull that thing out of your life that you've just succumbed to. That thing in your life you've just given in to and said it'll never be any better. It'll never get any greater than I'm here to tell you this morning there is hope for your soul, hope for your life. You don't have to live in spiritual handicap. You don't have to live in spiritually despondency, broken, down, hallelujah. There's a joy of the Holy Ghost that God would like to reveal your life with. A sense of victory, a sense of hope in your life that will cause you to climb out of it. But if that devil can ever get you in a place that you see no way out, honey, he'll lock you in. But I'm telling you through the despondent, through the clouds of doubt and fear, you can look up today on this morning service. Well, Brother Greg, this morning meeting, that's just for us, amen, at camp meeting, just to enjoy the preaching, eat and have a good time. Yes, but I'm telling you today that the Holy Ghost of God would love to bring you out of that old heartache, out of that old valley, out of that old prison. Hallelujah. I said that old struggle you've been struggling with, young man, young lady, that old battle that's just become grown cold. Well, it's just always going to be there. I'm always going to struggle with it. I'm here to tell you today, amen, if that devil can get you into a place that you see no hope of out of it, you'll live there. I said, you're going to live there. The Bible said the children of Israel, amen, God has brought Ezekiel into this valley. I want you to feel what they feel. I want you to know what's going on here. They feel like they're scattered from one end to the other. They feel like they're never going to obtain what God has promised them. They feel like they're not. They say our bones are dried. Not only this, uh, this scripture here is the prophecy, amen, of Israel going to become a nation when it speaks I'm going to bring into your own land. We've seen that fulfilled in the 19th century. Not only that, I'm going to bring you into your own land. I'm going to bring you from the scattered places that you are. But they literally felt the promises of God had 
left them. There was no hope for their, amen, nation. No hope for them being a people. No hope for them ever coming out of this bondage that had told. Their sin had brought it on them and they saw no way out. They saw no ray of light. They saw no ray of hope. And to their minds, they had become convinced. Amen, it'll never be any better. We're in a valley full of dry bones. Ezekiel said the valley was full and many bones in that open valley. And not only were they dead, but they were dead, dead to the point they had become dried. I mean, they had been there in this valley for a long time. Woo, hallelujah. I said for a long time they had been there. But I want you to know today all they would have had to done was got together and begin to repent and seek the face of God. They could have moved the hand of God. They could have moved, but they thought no sense in it. There's no reason. I feel the Holy Ghost here today to help somebody. I'm gonna talk to somebody right now. The devil's convinced they ain't no sense in praying over that no more. There's no sense in going to the altar over that no more. There's no sense in praying. There's no sense in asking that preacher to lay hands on you over that thing anymore. There's no reason in it at all. But I wanna tell you today, I don't care how many times you stood in a prayer line for healing, today may be your day. I don't care how many times you come with a baptism, today may be your day. I don't care how many times you wept and cried for victory, today may be your day. I don't care how many times you wonder, will I ever come out? Come on here, today could be your day. Right now, in this service today, all you need to do is be touched by the Spirit of God in your heart. Let that respond to your faith. Your faith caused you to get out of your pew. Your faith to walk you down the aisle. Your faith to come to the altar. Your faith to bring you to prayer. To say, God, I know it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I've prayed over and over and over. But I'm coming again, Lord. And your faith can touch God. And today could be a day. Hallelujah. Amen. Long time they've been in this condition. Long time they've been there. Amen. No. Amen. We're never going to come out of this. We're never going to get any better. Hallelujah. Not only are they dry, but now the wind has blown. Years have come. And not only have they died there, amen, and they've dried up there, but now they're scattered from one end to the other. I mean, foot bones way over yonder. Head bones way over yonder. I mean, you can't get any more hopeless than that. And God says, Ezekiel, I want you to feel what they feel. My people, this is their condition of their heart. And God set him down. But what they didn't know, hallelujah, was God was setting a man of God in that open valley in the midst of them all to do what? To preach the word of God. Hallelujah. You know I love singing. I love it more than anybody. Are you listening to me this morning? But nothing can take the place of the preaching of the word of God. I got saved when they were singing. Yes, I did. I got filled with the Holy Ghost in my house without anybody around me but myself. Even six inches away from my drug addict stepfather, him high as a cot, drunk in one room. God filled me in the other room. Are you with me? Several weeks later, met a woman in Walmart. Said, where do you go to church, son? I told her. She said, oh, that's that emotional cry. She said, the only time y'all shout, run, hoop, and holler when they get that bass loud, that drum beat loud. Amen, that piano going. Then you can get the shout. And I got to thinking, Brother Hyde, that's the only time we had shouted in the three or four or six weeks that I'd been saved. Only time we did get excited was in the music. So I, amen, I didn't make the mistake. I'm glad I did it. I said, God, that woman may be right, 
I said, I'm wondering about this thing now. I said, if it's real and it ain't just in the singing, why don't you come on me while they are preaching that word? Amen. I want to tell you that when that was on Monday or Sunday, that Wednesday night, a preacher come in, preached on hit that rock again. He come down that middle aisle, said hit it again. Power of God come in that place like a free tree from the front to the back. Honey, I've got more of an experience that's lasted me in my mentality that I go back to through the preaching of the word of God. I don't care how hopeless I've been. Let a man get to preaching to me. Hallelujah. I called. I didn't know you called this morning. I didn't get it to just a while ago. But I called to tell him that how far away I was. Brother House said, Pastor, just left. Amen. He said, if you called to tell you, just see where you at. I said, Brother, how, how's it going? He said, I'm telling you, if I had to leave right now, he said, I can say I've been helped of the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Amen. The preaching of the word of God. Amen. What is it about it? Well, it's just a book that I read sitting in my relaxing chair. Oh, yes, it's anointed when I'm reading it in my chair. But when that man of God gets in that pulpit under the inspiration of the anointing and begins to bring that to life to you, you know what it does? It rises faith and hope in Woo! I said it raises faith in your life. You can see yourself there. You can see yourself. Amen. I brother I said that he preached on refreshing last night. Amen. You can get the picture in yourself in a refreshing time. I don't care how dry you are when they get to preaching on the rain or refreshing. You can just see yourself being blessed. See yourself being refreshed. That faith rises in your heart and no matter how discouraged you be, you'll walk to that altar to try it one more time. You'll know why the word of God through the preaching has brought hope to your life. You know why that sinner, you know why that sinner walks that aisle? Amen. I've got two drug addicts that just got saved right out of jail. I mean, not jailhouse religion. Biggest, some of the big one, one boy's been in drugs since he's 16 or 15 years old. He's 37 now. Amen. They've been at my church every Sunday since they've been out of jail. They ain't got just jailhouse religion. Faithful. God's given his girl back. She's come and got saved now. God's doing a work in their life. Amen. One of them just got saved and been to church ever since he, I've seen him at the funeral home. I've worked with him several times. Amen. I said to him, I said to him, I said, Stanley, I said, son, God wants to do something. He said, brother Greg, he said, hey, I said, my life is peeking at it. I said something about, I said, I need you to get saved. I said, I need you to help me work with these other people. Amen. That's in this drug stuff. I said, let's get them saved. I said, you know how to deal with them. I said, they done got money out of my hands if I deal with them because they'll make me feel sorry for them. I said, but you know them carn artists. And that boy, for the first time, I've dealt with him for a long time. He turned around and said, Brother Greg, that's all I've been for 14 years. It's nothing but a carn artist learning how to get what I want from everybody. I said, dear God, grab him around the neck. I said, we in the middle of revival because you just admitted what you are. Come on in here. He got saved because of some prior things. They had to put him back in jail, not because of what he's done the last six weeks, but some prior things. And today, he got to be put back in jail a week ago. Amen. But he looked at that judge. The judge called him nothing but a, a minister to society, downgraded it. Amen. But his mama said to me, Brother Greg, when I went to see him after they had put him in there, he was a smiling from ear to ear and said, Mama, God must just want me to preach to these boys in here. He said, I'm having the time of my life of preaching in here. But you know what makes a boy like that? Amen. Out of all of that life, say, Amen. The preaching of the word of God. Amen. Got a hold of his heart that said, Hey, I don't have to live like <laughs> I don't have to live like I'm a living. I don't have to live in this bondage. I don't have to live in this sin. Hope rose up. Faith rose up. And he says, Not only am I sitting here saying, I wish I was a good boy. I wish I could do better. But by the preaching of the word of God, I see my, I know there's hope for my soul. I don't have to stay in this condition. I want you to hear me today. That's how it was when you got saved. You walked in. They preached to you. Hope. I said hope. 
of the word of God, the anointing of God, that same hope can rise in your heart this morning. Make you come out of that valley. Make you come out of that trial. Make you come out of that spiritual place. Somebody raise your hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. He preached. I was at a camp meeting, fast convention, the other day preaching. In that fast convention, a 70-year-old man got up behind the pulpit. This is where God spoke this message to my heart, really. Amen. From that, he got up and he stood up in that pulpit, 76 years old. He's got cancer of the bones, they say, a deteriorating of the bones. His bones are so brittle, they're just breaking. He's been in the hospital. Amen. This was about a month before this fast convention. The doctors come in and said, you've got probably three weeks to live. Said, you won't be able to get out of this bed. I mean, every time he just steps something, breaking. Amen. He gave, they gave him no hope, no nothing of any, any betterment. Three weeks to live. He said, 70-something years old. He said, I've been preaching 30-something years. Amen. Or 40-something years. Amen. When he said that, my doctor walked out. He said, my wife looked at me. Said, what we're going to do? Amen. He's just a, a preacher there in that area where I was preaching. Not well known. Amen. Been preaching all those years, faithful to his call of ministry. He said, I told my wife what we're going to, she let me, what we're going to do. Amen. He said, I didn't know what to do. So I looked over in the Bible like it was shining. He said, I picked it up. He said, open it up and it cuffed open to Ezekiel chapter 37. He said, and the first scripture I read was prophesy to these bones. He said, honey, I just read where God said to preach to the bones. He said, I started preaching to my bones. He said, when he said that, he jumped almost, amen, flat-footed that pulpit at 70-something years old. Amen, jumped. He said, last week, they tried to do a test on me and broke three needles trying to get my spinal cord. Amen, my bone. Come on, you're looking high. Amen, that, that's physical. But how much more does God want to touch your life spiritually today? Hallelujah. That's what this camp meeting's about. I said, that's what this camp meeting's about. God's moving in this church. This church is on the move. Are you hearing me? God's doing great things. God's building this through the pastor. Amen, and the people of this church are working. Come on, and that enemy would love nothing else to do than to tell you it's never going to happen like God said it is. It's never going to happen like God promised it had. Well, this camp meeting is to refresh you and to build your hope and say, hey, we're not there yet, but we're not where we was. We may be in the staircase to the upper room. My God of heaven, I said to Moshad, I'm a McClenny, I said to me, I mean, hallelujah. We may be in the staircase. We hadn't even got him to open the upper room door yet. But I believe we're going to make it in there. And when we come out of there, the promises of God. But don't lose it. That devil can convince you. I've never seen anything better than where you are. Come on here. I don't care what the devil throws in the way. I don't care what stumbling by. Hope says I'm going to climb over it. Hope says we're going to cross this mountain. Hope says I'm going to wade this river. Hope says I'm going to win. Hallelujah. I thought this was going to happen. I feel like preaching to some, hey, some people in here that you thought it was about to happen. You thought it was about to go in your life. But something happened that turned it around, that switched it on you. And you're wondering what in the world I was just about there. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? God says, don't you give up. Lift your hands and worship him in spite of the circumstances, in spite of where you are, in spite of what's going on in your life. Raise your heart with your hands right now. Praise him anyway. Praise him in the valley. Praise him where you are. Worship him where you live. Hallelujah. Brother Greg, I thought it's about to get better, but it ain't getting better. It's getting worse. I thought just about the time it was sufficient to turn around. It turned back around the other way. I'm telling you, lift up your head. Lift up your heart. Lift up your hands. Let's pray again. Let's worship again. Let's sing again. Let's preach it again. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and magnify. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. God said to the children, Ezekiel, preach to them. Preach to them. What's preaching going to do? It's going to raise hope. He began to preach to the bones. You can live. That's the way I felt sometimes. Look at people and say, I was dealing with somebody last night. Amen. Just no hope, brother. I don't see no. I said, you can live. I get so tired of telling them that. Hallelujah. I get so tired of saying, it can be better. Amen. You just got to want it more than anything in this world. You got to desire it more than anything. Oh, I do, Brother Greg. No, you don't, because if you did, you wouldn't stop. They looked at me and said, you see that pine tree right there? Amen. You want to see how tough it would be for me? Can you get that root up? I said, they said to me, can you get that tree up? I said, yeah, I cut it down. I knew they were going, so I set them up. Amen. They said, well, yeah, you could cut it down, but that root goes down there, there, and there. Hallelujah. You know what they would tell me, Brother Hi? They don't see any way out of where they are. I said, you're right, son. It'd be a hard thing to get that root up. I said, but there's one thing for sure. Daylight, I'd be digging. Noontime, I'd be digging. Nighttime, I'd be digging. It may take me a week. It may take me a month. It may take me three months. But I wouldn't stop till I got every bit of it up and out of my life. You know why? That's what that devil wants to do. He wants to close you around. He wants to hide the hope. He wants to hide the help. He wants to hide the refreshing. But I'm telling you, get a little enough of energy and strength to gush yourself to the top of the water and look, there's hope floating your way. Victory floating your way. Help, refreshing, anointing in you today. Hallelujah. Amen. Preach to them. All of a sudden, here come the bones. Together. They're starting to come together. I want you to hear me today. What God ever does for that physical family of the Jews, he does spiritually with you and me. What he ever does for them, he does spiritually with you and me. In these last days, they're going home. Amen, by the droves. Brother Hank said 600 went out one day from New York City at our 9-11. Where are they going? Home. Going to fight that end time warfare. One of my best friends was in Miami. Here the other day on a business trip. Flew beside a Jewish man. Amen. When he's coming home, flying to Atlanta, they got in a conversation. He said, where are you, where are you going? He said, I'm headed to my homeland. He said, do what? My best friend, being you know, a Christian, began to probe him. He said, I'm headed to my homeland. He said, why are you doing that for? He said, don't know, just want to go. He said, I'm going over there to find me something where to live, and I'm coming back to get my family. Hallelujah. I, my best friend wanted to tell him, but didn't want to, you know, to, amen, I know why you're going home. It's that call from above. Come home. Come back. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Come back. Come home. Hallelujah. And they're drawing them physically. Well, you know what that tells me? Brother How? That if he's drawing them physically, there's a last day call going throughout this earth to us spiritually. Let's go back to that upper room. Let's go back to where we started. Come on, shut up. Hallelujah. Let's go back. Come on here. Amen. You say, Brother Greg, we used to have camp meetings. It'd be packed out. I'm telling you, don't you get your eyes on the crowd. I said, don't you get your eyes on the crowd because God has never began nothing with a crowd. It's always been the few that got together and said, we're going back. We're going to have a move of God. We're going to have revival. Come on here. Them old church of God 
God camp meetings, Brother Greg, you ought to have been there. I love to hear y'all talk about them. Hallelujah, I love to hear you preach about Brother Greg, it ain't like that no more. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, it may not, you may can't go physically to a place you used to go and have it like you used to have it, but I'm telling you spiritually, right here, right now, this week, amen, I don't care how big or small the crowd, I think we got a good crowd today. I'm telling you, if that devil can ever convince us, there's no reason in trying. There's no reason in singing. There's no reason in preaching. I'm telling you today, he'll have us right where he wants it. Let's just feel the form. Let's just go through the ritual. I say no. Let's sing that old gospel ship with anointing. Let's preach it with power. Let's sing it with glory. Hallelujah. Let's pray with fervency. Why? There's hope. Hallelujah. I said there's hope. Ezekiel walked in that valley and said, you're going to live. Ezekiel walked in that valley said, you're going to come up out of here. Amen. Ezekiel might have died, never seen it fulfilled. But how did the 19th century, we watched Israel become the nation that God promised her to be. And right now, the second part of it, you're going to be a great army. He's in the making. Are you with me today? And that all tells me, get up preacher, pray a little harder, go back to that upper room, come on here, Sam- Samson's in that pit, eyes gone, I said eyes gone, no hope, eyes gone, hair gone, strength gone, power gone, but all of a sudden, somewhere in that pit, amen, Samson went to wipe the sweat. And when he did, whoo, he felt hair. And he said, ooh, my hairs are growing again. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but in my life here lately, I'm in my prayer room going, and I'm feeling hair. I don't know how we got where we are. I don't know why we are where we are, but I'm telling you, I'm feeling my hair growing again. You know how this man of God's got a camp meeting? I tell you why, he feels that hair growing again. You know how he preaches to you every Sunday? Let's seek God more, let's pray more, let's come on, get on fire more. You say, why don't you just back down a little bit, Brother Shannon, we ain't gonna have it. You wanna know why? Every time he gets in that prayer room, he feels his hair, he feels his hair. Pentecost is not dead. Come on here, it may be under the ground. It may look like it's gone in remission. Honey, are you listening to me today? But I'm telling you, it is very much alive. And it's working in this. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Amen. I saw something the other night I hadn't seen in years. I got to preaching. Amen. Against that charismatic spirit. That religious mumbo jumbo. Talking in tongues and it ain't real. Amen. Assistant pastor's wife didn't know that at the time. Ran to that altar, hit that altar, weeping and crying. Amen. I didn't know him as a camp meeting. I never preached him before. She got the wallet. I thought she was a new convert the way she was acting. She didn't know how to respond to the spirit or something. I mean, I, I didn't want to uh, interfere with her. I said, God bless her. I knew she wasn't right. And I was waiting for the pastor to take care of But about time one of the ladies in my church, hallelujah, hit that floor. She said, ain't something ain't right. She laid hands on that thing and said, hey, calm yourself in Jesus' name. When she did, that girl's eyes rolled back in her head and a deep voice from that other world spoke up out of her and said, I'm here and you can't make me leave. I'm too strong for you. That thing would talk in tongues, but it wouldn't the whole you looking at me now. You know what I said to myself? Hallelujah, I was a preacher that night. I preached two or three nights, but that night I felt something a little deeper. I felt something a little further. Come on in here. You know what God's saying? Hallelujah, my hair. I feel my hair growing again. Hallelujah. You know what that hair made Samson do? I believe I'll try one more time. I believe I'll pray one more time. I know I've 
lost my hair and I've lost my eyes, but it gave him faith and hope to get up and try one more time. Hallelujah. I want you to know the devil can convince you there's no hope. You'll forever near about set in that condition. But if God can give you one ray of hope, one light of hope, one word of hope, it'll make you climb mountains to get to where God wants you to be. The power of hope in your life. I gotta quit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A few minutes later, I, that devil rose. That girl tried to come up. I said, you lay down in Jesus' name. That thing laid back. She screamed in my face, tried to bite at me. That devil said, I hate you. I said, I know you hate me, but it's not me you hate. It's that that lives on the inside of me. That devil screamed. I see Jesus in you. I said, I know you do. Hallelujah. Come on here. And I ain't into demonology, ain't been into it much, ain't read no books on or anything. Amen, I've not been experienced much. But I want you to know that devil looked at me before he come out, said, I'm strong, you can't cast me out. I said, you coming out, you're already defeated in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, before that thing come out, it looked to me, brother, I, and I didn't know this, I didn't think about this the Sunday night after my baby's accident. That devil looked at me and said, I will get your children. Hallelujah. I will get your children. It didn't dawn on me the Sunday night after I done knew my baby was fine and I done knew everything's going to be all right till God reminded me and if he had a, if the devil could have tormented me Friday and Saturday saying I made an attack to get them. Hallelujah. But I want you to know God cuffed that car just right. Hallelujah, my baby's got a broke leg, but she's got a plate of glass that was broke all up that hit her right square in the eye, and four to five pieces went deep into her eyelids between her eyeball and her skull, did not pierce her eyeball one time, did not puncture it one time. You ought to see her. If she could have come, that she, she just couldn't. But her little eyes pierced all the way around, but God sheltered that eyeball. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? That devil may would have loved to attack my family. I know it's a physical accident, but I believe on one sense that devil loved to spiritually attack me with my mind and say I'm going to get him, but I'm telling you, God said you can come so far, but you can't go no further. Hallelujah. Come on here. She's a heathen already. God's a moving. Are you listening to me? And the more thing about it, we've got to witness and preach to so many people since then. Amen. One man walked up to my wife yesterday and heard her talking about the wreck. He said, yeah, that family didn't live through that wreck. That woman looked there and said, yes, she did. That's her talking to you right there. Hallelujah. She did live. That baby did live. Amen. They said ain't no way they're going to live, but they did live. Come out. My wife's just bruised. That little baby in her room, the doctor told us day before yesterday, Monday said, if you was going to have a wreck like this, Jessica, it was the best time of your pregnancy to do it because you were completely sheltered. That baby, amen, with your bones right now, has not moved. One week or two, three weeks later, he said it would have done begin to move outward and it could have caused that. Are you there? I cannot brag on the Lord just a minute. What I'm saying is I know that enemy's attacking like never before. I know that enemy's making an onslaught. He has watched us. He's pulling out his best guns. Come on here. Help me while I preach. Amen. But you know what? Amen. When he's fighting me, when he's warring against me, I don't like it. No, I don't. But it's when it's been a long time and I've lost my sight of hope that he gets the best of me. Come on, because when it's all going down, I'm going to fight to the end. But it's when I've been sitting there and I've been sitting there and I've been sitting there. Come on, that's his number one weapon. I don't see it any better. I don't see it any greater. But I'm telling you today, if he can get you convinced, there's no hope. Come on, and all you do is say, I wish I could. I wish I could. You're going to be there. But when you can get up and say, hey, I'm not wishing no more. I believe by faith in my heart and the word of God and the anointing. There is help for my family, hope for my life, hope for my children. Hallelujah. Raise your hands. I'm getting ready to close.
you don't believe me. I don't want anybody to follow. I'm going to express this in such a way that you understand what I'm saying. This, this, this new modern charismatic stuff that God saw something good in you. God never saw nothing good in your flesh. Are you listening to me? But the children of Israel represents the people of God. And they were in bondage for 400 years in Egypt. Are you with me? And the Bible says that the Pharaoh rose up that knew not Joseph. And the Bible said, he said, Pharaoh said, boys, we got a problem on our hands. Them Hebrew people has done outgrowed us. Them Hebrew people, there's more of them than there are of us. And they're more mightier than we are. And if they ever realize that, they're gonna overtake us. Now that's not speaking fleshly. They represent the people of God. That's saying they ever realize how powerful their God is, how mighty they could have overtook Egypt. But that devil had convinced them, I'm never gonna be nothing but a slave, and we're never gonna be any better than slaves. But listen, that's what the enemy's saying about them, and that's what God, for God's inspired the author of Exodus to write the words, and they multiplied, amen, or they grew greatly. The more they oppressed them, the more they grew. That's what God said, and God said in Ezekiel, they say there's no hope. They say our bones is dry. They say we've cut off. But God said, you tell them that I said, I'm going to bring them up. I'm going to bring them out. I've heard what we say. I've heard what the devil says. But God is ready to speak. And he says, you say, but I say. You say you're nothing but slaves. But I say you've multiplied greatly. And I'm about to send you a deliverer that's going to bring you out with a mighty hand. You say, amen, the facts are, come on here, we have been in bondage 400 years. But the truth is, there's a baby being hid over in the cat. Come on here. The facts are, you have been in bondage for 400 years. But the truth is, there's a baby floating down that river. There's a Pharaoh's daughter fishing a pier. The facts are in your life, you have been there a long time. That's what you say. That's what the facts say. But the truth says, I'm here to help you. I'm here to move in your life. I'm here to bring you out. I'm here to work a miracle. Refreshing in your life. I'm closing. Hallelujah. Come to the piano, somebody. Job chapter 14, read it with me. I'm closing. He says, as they stood, they began to shake. Bone came to its bone. Flesh on the flesh came upon the bones. And here it is. They're laid there an army, but no life. And God said, now prophesy to the wind. Am I born you today? Prophesy to the wind. And the wind started blowing. God said, I want you to see the power of this wind. Turn with me if you want to, because I want you to read Job chapter 14. I was looking for a message on roots in your life, digging up the roots. And this scripture come across, and I'm telling you, I have never got to preach, just take a text from it. But the Bible said in verse number seven, it's what God specifically spoke me to speak to you today. This message with this on the end. For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Hey man, you can't get no worse than being cut down. Come on here. The tender branch is ceased. Then it says, though the root wax old in the earth. Hallelujah. Now that's dead, dead. Now the stock thereof dies in the ground. You can't get no worse than the stock dying in the ground. But Job says, yet. <laughs> that refreshing last night he preached. On. Yet. Through the smell through the scent of water it shall or it will bud and bring forth bows 
like a plant. In other words, that plant is cut down, waxed old, and died in the ground. All it's got to do, smell that water. And when he smells that water, that plant ain't even got to touch the water. Just in the atmosphere of water. Hallelujah, it already starts to come back alive. <laughs> well, when I read that, I read it to my church. Boy, I went home, it rained that day. He had a fern underneath his porch, one of the men of my church. He said, Brother Greg, you're right, that fern was gone. He said, I just put it down there waiting to throw it away. He said, but did that water never touch it unless it splashed off the ground on top of the porch on it? He said, but this morning, it had green buds starting to come again and it never even touched the water. Just the atmosphere, that humidity. God says, I want you to know that just the presence of my Holy Ghost power can bring life. And if my just the atmosphere can bring it and just the scent can bring it, how much more can I do if you'll let me touch it? How much more can I do if you'll let me move in your life? If you'll get right in the middle of the move of God, right in the middle of what God's doing, let's stand all over the building. I come to tell you we're living in a hopeless time. The present pills are more on the rampage than ever. Nine assembly of God churches in my county is without a pastor. They're all quitting going to churches and just relaxing because they can't take the pressure anymore. Nine assembly of God churches not counting the independents without it. Come on here. And one or two church of gods without a pastor. Come on, you're looking at me. You don't know why. We are such a pressing hour. Amen. But I'm telling you today, Mississippi Brother Kenny Moore says the insurance companies are bellying up. Amen. We're financially look like we're fishing. Amen. Going to a famine financially. But I'm telling you today, we're living in a hopeless generation. The reason why this man in this church, amen, of God, hallelujah, is doing the work at the Y they're doing is because we're living among a generation that's looking for somebody that's got something they don't have. They're looking for hope. They're looking for somebody that says, you ain't gonna grow up and be like your daddy. You ain't gonna grow up and be like your mama. You can have a life. You can have, you know, hallelujah. And there's never been an opportunity. It's one now. And about eyes closed, would you raise that hand right now and say, Brother Atkins, God's talking to my heart through the word today. Hallelujah, that's it. God sees that hand. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, hallelujah. Come on, lift them. Hallelujah, Brother Greg, God's talking to me. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, say, Brother Greg, I got some old heartaches I want to pull out of the closet today. I got some old things that I ain't been able to seem to cross over. Keeps pulling me back. Lift that hand up right now and go, yes, God sees them, God sees them. Yes, 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 yes.